There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And before we go any further, I just want to say thank you to so many of you who reached out with such lovely comments for both Sasha and I. Because, I, Sasha, I was telling Kyle, um, and for anyone who is listening is maybe not familiar, Kyle is my fiancé, and I was telling him your your story and how our stories with our dogs align so similarly. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, well, that... So it's funny because we were talking about signs. And he was like, don't you feel like that's a sign that, like, the universe put another person in your life? I'm not going to cry to start this podcast. But he was like, don't you think that's a sign that the universe put another person in your life that, like, essentially has walked a path that you have and that you're not alone in that path? Oh, my gosh. Like I said, I'm not going to cry. But anyway, um, that was really, like, kind of a moment of, like, oh, yeah. Like, that. that how, like, just how random and then to have so many people like I've had I had somebody I had somebody walk up to me last night and was like hey I lost my dog of like 15 years or you know 18 years it was like a very long life like me um and just like it really sucked and hearing all of you share this um, I'm gonna be honest it really helps especially as I kind of still continue to process this. So like Sasha, first and foremost, I let's like have to say this on the record. Like, thank you for being you. But like, I agree with Kyle, like you were clearly placed in my life for a whole lot of reasons. But that one, when he said it, I was like, I don't know. It just like hit me like a ton of bricks where you're like, people are clearly put into your life for various reasons. And I'm not saying that you're only put into my life for that reason, but the fact that you're able to share something so similarly and we were able to talk about it even when we stopped recording last week like mm-hmm. I don't know, that was incredibly like it's it's special and it just it makes you feel less alone yeah for sure um honestly like that was really therapeutic for me too um obviously grief is as we oh. spoke about last week it, it it's different for everybody um and while you know Gino may have passed away you know geez three years ago now yeah. it's still it was, it was, I don't want to say nice, but it was therapeutic to be able to talk through some of that. Um, it was honestly healing for me too. So I'm, I'm, I'm sad that that had to, that all of this has happened, but, um, I totally agree. Like we, and then, you know, after we were done recording, even like later in the day, um, we were talking about the, the signs and, and, uh, yeah, I think, I'm really thankful that we have each other <laughs> and we have this podcast and, and the listeners and, and some really great people in our lives. So thank you also to all the listeners that reached out um, yeah, and shared your stories. Even um, Aaron reached out. So like in the last couple of weeks, and I don't think I did a good job of like sharing this on the podcast last week. And <laughs> honestly, everyone, like my brain has been complete mush. Um, but we heard from um, Danny, Erica, Laura, who have, who email us um, 
regularly, which I so appreciate. It's fun to like hear and check in with all of you. Like Erica has daughters on in the band at Nebraska. So it's fun to like, just hear how she, like, she is such a proud mom and I love yeah. everything about it. Uh, like, seriously, it's like my favorite thing. Like I, like when I watch the band, I have like, I feel like I'm like watching the band for her in a way. Yeah. Too. I'm like, just like, they're my daughters as well. <laughs> um, I feel that way. I have, I'd have another, uh, uh, one of my nurses from when I was in the hospital after my accident, her daughter is in the band. And so like, whatever I like watch the band, I'm like, she's in there. <laughs> um, but then we also heard from Aaron who just, uh, shared, I, and I, so many of you sent this quote and I, I, I just want to like say it here too. If anyone watched WandaVision, there is a quote in there that is, what is grief if not love persevering? Oh my gosh, I'm not going to do this again this week, y'all. But anyway, Aaron sent that as a part of a a bigger email. And I really appreciated that reminder because it is a great, it is a great quote. um, And it is a good reminder that that is exactly what it is. So uh, before I like sit here and just like ball for another episode, I'm going to just like reel it in. Um, but like, seriously, thank you to everyone for your kindness and reaching out. I think these are those moments where, um, it's a good reminder of just the human level, the human aspect that like, even like sometimes when we don't agree on things, like remembering that people are, (laughs) you just don't know what people are going through. You just absolutely don't. So Anyway, with that said, we are going to actually dive into a topic that, you know, could be a little uh, controversial for some people, although I don't I don't understand. I actually said this yesterday to somebody else. I'm like, I just don't really understand how certain things have become controversial. But unfortunately, it's the nature of the world we live in. Um, But it doesn't have to be. So um, I was telling Sasha, I have to because I never show up prepared. Um, let me go grab it. Uh, okay, here we go. So I am pulling from the Lincoln Journal Star. If anyone, um, I have to give credit to, um, uh, well, I should say like both the Omaha World Herald, the Lincoln Journal Star, um, had something on this Jacob Padilla, uh, Hill varsity's own, uh, he covers volleyball. He had some tweets and thoughts on it as well. So there was a lot of, there was local coverage on this. I actually just realized as I was Googling this to get one of those, um, stories that actually that this got picked up nationally as well. And what a small world. One of the people who wrote it about it nationally is, uh, Chris Bumbaka, who I actually worked with at Land of Ten for a little while. So like, yeah, small world. Anyway, long story short. So again, Lincoln Journal Star was one of the first to report this out. Um, and uh, Saturday was a busy day because Nebraska not only had it might have been a bye week for football, but as a reminder that it doesn't all revolve around football. Yeah, uh, there was basketball. There was uh, volleyball. There was a lot going on. Uh, this weekend. And one thing that I I feel like it got covered, but also was probably lost a little bit in the shuffle of everything that was um, happening all at once was that a couple, a a few Maryland players knelt during the national anthem. Um, Somebody in the, in the arena yelled at them to stand up. Now there's some debate over what exactly that individual said the national anthem singer heard stand up you piece of trash there are people who were near that person who said well they just said stand up in our house the thing is is a lot of what i've heard none of them necessarily rhyme or match one another so it's kind of like 
they're not similar enough for me to say like, oh, well, I want, I don't know. For me, it doesn't really matter what was said. Somebody yelled at some players who were kneeling during this match on Friday. And I said Friday uh, or Saturday, but uh, the whole weekend is just like blurring together. This was Friday night. Volleyball played again Sunday, but I'm saying there was just a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Um, not that that's an excuse. I'm just saying like my brain is like processing the whole weekend and I don't know what happened in one, like everything is just like, it happened in the 72 hours between Friday and Sunday. So anyway, um, John cook after the game talked about how his players were rattled. Um, in fact, some, some were like visibly upset. They apologized after the match. You could see it on TV that the Nebraska team came forward and was speaking to a Maryland player. Um, Cook added, I just don't think that's our fans place to say things during a match. It's putting judgment on the other team. And this is a volleyball match. We're not here to do that. So I'm a little disappointed that happened. Our players apologized to Maryland after that match. There are other ways to express people's opinions, but not right after the Star Spangled Banner and introductions. Small little caveat to that last line, because I've sat with it for a while. I don't think what he was saying, because I saw some people latching onto that line to be like, well, he's also saying that Maryland should have been kneeling. I don't think that's what he was intending that Uh, obviously impact and intention are different. Like the impact of that sentence definitely translated wrong from what I believe the intention was. I think his point was like, you can disagree with the kneeling, but to yell during a match in that way is not the right time and place. I digress, but that, that is just my understanding of like reading his entire statement as a whole, hearing how he said it. I think he tried to wrap that whole statement up and unfortunately in doing so probably could have just left that line off. Um, so he, he just shared his disappointment. Uh, Nebraska athletic director, Trev Alberts in a statement to the Lincoln journal star said, I am disappointed that some of our fans would react that way and apologize to the Maryland. And I, and, and he's saying, and I apologize to the Maryland volleyball program. Our athletic events at Nebraska should always be a place where people can come together to enjoy great competition in a respectful environment. So a lot of this was a lot of this was really encapsulated by something else that had happened at Nebraska in the week leading up to this, which is that the basketball teams have started playing lift every voice and seeing they started this in 2020 as a just a way to it was something that was player led. The coaches supported them, um, but it was just a way as, you know, in the light of all of the conversation around um, Black Lives Matter and um, paying more attention, like giving sincere time and attention to athletes who are saying, these are, these are things that affect me directly. Mm -hmm. These are things that I live every day. It was, it was added as something. And honestly, no one knew about it because there weren't fans in the stands last year outside of family. So it like, wasn't a thing. Um, but now that there are fans, people became aware of it. Uh, the governor of Nebraska decided to weigh in and, you know, made his like, there's only one anthem comment. And this has just really, in my opinion, over the last week and a half snowballed into something that it didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. You have Trev Alberts now saying this shouldn't be happening in a volleyball, like volleyball game. You have him also defending and supporting his his basketball coaches and that they and their players can make the decisions that they want to. And so Nebraska is continuing to play lift every voice and sing. they've moved it now to, it was originally before the national anthem and is now after the national anthem. 
So all of this said, like, this is something that has really been sitting with me the last like week and a half because I can't believe we're still having this conversation. I think that is really where I'm at is I just cannot believe this is something that we are still arguing about because I get it. I'm going to see things differently than other people, but I just personally don't understand why this is, this is something that we're yelling and arguing about still. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how this became so politicized. I mean, I understand how things became politicized, but like, I don't understand why it has become this political thing. It's same thing with vaccines. I don't understand how vaccines became such a political divide. Like these are things in my mind where like, when I think of what politics are, these are not political things in my mind. These are like, if these are your beliefs, like there are things that like you need to like, but I almost kind of now feel like politics is becoming like a scapegoat for like, well, these are the the things that I believe in because of my politics. And it's like, no, this is the stuff that you believe in because this is what you believe in. And we need to probably break that down. Right. (laughs) Sorry. I got really fired up yesterday and I've been like holding this in. (laughs) It's true though. Like you, (laughs) you can have beliefs without them having to be political. And I don't understand why everything, I think that, posing it as and not posing it but saying that like politics have become the scapegoat for unpopular beliefs that you have um mm-hmm. and like I'm that, in my mind they're unpopular um anybody that I know it's not a popular opinion to have to like the national anthem like um how long how long ago and I don't remember sorry was it that um Colin Kaepernick knelt. I mean, we're talking it was 2016 because it okay. was also the same year that Nebraska players who did that at North yes. who chose to kneel at Northwestern. I remember Michael Rose Ivy stood and defended himself at a press conference and oh. he took a lot of heat and shit for that, but he stood there and it's same thing. So I mean, five years ago. Yeah. I, I was like, it, it seems like so long ago, but it mm-hmm. wasn't that long ago. Um but it was that long ago to still be having this conversation. It was that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't understand why, um, especially when it comes to, to athletes um, in, in my opinion, like collegiate athletes, you, you, <laughs> you're yelling at in an arena at a collegiate athlete for their decision to do what they want to do. Your decision is to stand. That is your decision. Um, so I don't understand like how we got to the point where, um, I mean, I do too, but to the point where, you know, a a decision that another person is making so, so much affects you that you have to yell at them or scream at them because they're doing something and choosing to do something different from you and not even taking the time to understand or even have a thought as to why they may be making that decision. Well, so that's actually like a conversation I was having with somebody else, because this is something that like, okay, your thoughts on kneeling during an anthem aside, like that is one piece of this. Like if you prefer that people stand now, there's a lot wrapped up in that. Like if you are somebody of the belief of like people should be standing hands over their hearts, everything during a national anthem out of respect, then we need to have a conversation with the people who keep their hats on. Mm -hmm. Um, during, uh, the fact that like people are checking their phones, Mm -hmm. uh, people are standing at the concession stands, still ordering. I mean, during football games at Nebraska, as I'm standing on the field, 
listening to the anthem, there are people screaming, go big red Mm -hmm. in the tunnel. And Mm -hmm. it's just when we, we, when we break down respect and what it is that we're asking for, we're really hyper-focusing on something. We're hyper-focusing on one particular part of it. When I don't see, like I said, I've been at enough sporting events where I see people keep their hats on and I don't see people yelling at those individuals. Maybe somebody asks them, but I rarely see somebody yelling in a venue, take your hat off. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I haven't seen that. I'm just saying I don't, the visceral reaction of what happened at that Nebraska volleyball game for somebody to scream out, regardless of what they said is I just don't, I just have not experienced that personally in another environment. And it felt like to me and, you know, the person, I don't know anything about them personally. um, But when you think about the fact that Nebraska's fan base is predominantly white and this is a young black woman on the court. And this is the this is the moment that somebody felt the need to yell, not at the person standing next to them that might be on their phone or the person across the arena that still has their hat on or the person who's just quite frankly, not caring, not paying attention. But their attention is on the person on the court because, yes, the lights are on them. There's a there's a direct focus there. But it there's a lot of like systemic things that are wrapped up in that. Like when we talk about systemic racism, systemic misogyny, systemic, like when we break down these things, which we talked about. And when I get frustrated with sports, we intentionally are not. And oftentimes it's not intentional. Turn a sharper eye toward athletes of color. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about this. Like, what if Lauren's difference now? Like what happens then? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, I promise you, she would take she would get a lot of people who are very upset. And I see the comments on Facebook of people who are like, our beautiful volleyball team would never kneel. And it's like, you know, um, Lauren Stiverens wore a Black Lives Matter shirt coming off of a bus to walk into a venue for a game in the amount of Nebraska had to turn their comments off yep. because people were being so awful. And. I shared that on Twitter, like with no further context beyond the fact that like, that is a, that is a great, like she knew people were going to be taking photos of her. She knew the attention was going to be on her. So this is her way of um, one being supportive, being an ally by being very bold in what she believes. And here's one of the greatest volleyball players in college, college volleyball. And people were were just so upset with her over this. And so it's interesting about the reaction to what has happened in the last week, like in the last few days around this is people are now going, well, Nebraska volleyball would never do this. And I'm like, y'all have short memories yeah, because they might, they may not have knelt on the court at this point, but like, like I said, Lauren's difference has not been shy in her openness about speaking about black lives matter and her support of her, um, black teammates, um, about those that like need allyship. Like mm-hmm. she, she wore that shirt and upset a lot of people. And the thing is, is like, I'm going to tell you right now, Lauren Sivers does not, Lauren Sivers does not care what you think. Like she is going to go continue doing her job and doing it well. And if you don't want to support her at the end of the day, here's the reality of it. She's still going to get NIL deal. She's still going to get people interested in her and she's still going to make some bank. So this is the stuff where like, there's a lot of short-term memories yeah. and this was kind of my big point originally. So if you like, when we talk about the like kneeling piece of it, which gets me really fired up, 
the part that I can't even entertain, like I just can't even entertain people when they're so upset about the kneeling part because so many of those people who are upset immediately start talking about veterans and disrespecting yeah. the flag. And that tells me that you have done absolutely no, like you have not spent any time just looking into this because aside from the fact that Colin Kaepernick actually spoke to a veteran because he was originally sitting, he was sitting on the bench when he first decided I'm not going to stand. And he spoke with a veteran who was like, you know, a really respectful way of protest in this way would be to kneel because we often kneel in our environment when, you know, it's a sign of respect, but it's also like, it's, it's, it is a stark contrast to those that are standing. So it was a decision that he made to change how he was doing that based on speaking with a veteran. Like this is the part where like, and the fact that he has very openly and athletes who spoke about it very openly said, it is not about the flag. It is not about veterans. It is not about any of that. It's about police brutality and the fact that we live in a country where so many things are allowed to continue and people are not are not willing to take a sharp take a sharp eye to these these systemic issues we have in place Mm -hmm. that when people go the path of the veteran argument i'm like I, I can't even come over here to entertain the kneeling part because we can't get past this this other piece and just for the record the national anthem if you look up its history in sports and how it's played it is not this like long standing like it has been played for a long time, but there's there's a lot of like, I mean, the song itself is about I'm going to link this in the show notes. This is from USA Today. They did a nice like encapsulation of what this this anthem is for. It is about the battle in the war of 1812. Um the first time it was documented being played at a sporting event was a baseball game in 1862 during the Civil War. However, it did not get any kind of boost until the 1918 World Series mm-hmm. during World War One, because at this time they wanted patriotism. They wanted people. They were the United States was at war. So they wanted they wanted people to feel something for their country but here's the thing you might be like going but Aaron 1918 that's over a hundred years you know what wasn't really a big thing PA systems in 1918 so like it actually did not get popular popular being played in sporting events until World War II so you're now looking at like the fact that like Congress didn't even make this the official national anthem until 1931 um people had been lobbying for it but like people there are some people that wanted Yankee Doodle Dandy to be the, the national anthem. Just mm-hmm. here's here. Okay. Anyway, I, like I said, I'm going to link this, please go read about it, but there's so much that's wrapped up in this when it's talking about like the world, the 1918 world series and its place and how it played because it was trying to get people um, to feel patriotic during a world war. Um, so take the Chicago Cubs. They stopped playing it after world war ii for a period of time Mm -hmm. it was brought back in 1967 during the vietnam war like it is literally attached to like patriotism for wars and people um at some in some points uh wanting people to enlist in the army but people wanting people to feel like you know the united states is at war right now so so stand up and be proud of your country so here's the thing I want to I want to talk really really quickly. Yes, please about, do, please, because I'm chaotic at this moment <laughs> about patriotism and and how how people perceive that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many 
folks are aware that there is a U.S. code about disrespect for the flag. Um, and we can, I'll send this to you so we can link oh. it in the show notes. Oh, this so, one, the I one, know what you're going to say. My, the one my that favorite. I want to bring up because there are, let's see, it goes through the letter K. Okay. That's how many, how many, how many layers there are to this code. But the one that always gets me that I think that people either aren't aware of or just blatantly ignore the flag should never be used as wearing apparel bedding or drapery it should never be festooned drawn back nor up in folds but always be allowed to to fall free the reason i bring that up is because people you know patriotism i gotta have my you know my flag shirt on or my my flag hat or it's not supposed that's actually disrespecting the flag according to u.s code so like when you're you're getting mad because people are kneeling for a purpose that they believe in and want to call action to something with and you're you're standing at the concession counter in your United States flag hat with your United States flag shirt ordering freaking popcorn you are also disrespecting the flag like i i just don't understand like you don't get to pick and choose either you <laughs> either you believe in all of it or you are being a hypocrite and that's that's the reality of like, here's the thing. I don't have any issue with the national anthem, like personally. Right. Now, I will I'm, say I have learned a lot about the history of it, and especially that there are some lines in it that like are. Yeah, there's a, the yeah. national anthem is much longer of a song than just what we hear. And some of those verses get real, real like, ooh, yeah. because at the time it was written, things like slavery were still mm-hmm. a OK in this country. And there are a lot there's a lot of um there's a lot wrapped up in that in the national anthem. So like, aside from that, there's also that. Um, But I think like, so like, here's, I think my point with not having an issue with the national anthem is like, I don't have an issue with like patriotism. Like when you think of the Olympics and like you play this, the song of the gold, um, whoever the gold, whoever won gold, like their Mm -hmm. country's not national anthem. Like, I think that's, you know, just great and fine. Um, but I think about like a Nebraska basketball roster, um, this year you have somebody from Japan Mm -hmm. who is on that roster. And I I mean, could you hypothetically say that like his anthems, like from his home country should be played, um, when you have, uh, people from Canada, I mean, when you, I think of hockey, they always play both. Yeah, they play both. They, I was just actually going to say that. Like when Toronto in basketball plays anybody in the United States, they play both anthems. And it just it just is something where like I think what in this this whole situation with volleyball has really encapsulated for me once again and just shows how much work we have to do yes. is like there's just an unwillingness to understand why people are doing something. And I... I am. I try. I try. I do. There are, there are times where like, I see somebody say something that I don't agree with where I'm like, I can't get myself there. Like I, I cannot, like, I'm, I'm going to like, at least try to understand where you're coming from, but like, okay, here, like, here's my thing. Like I can't, I can't get myself into a space of believing conspiracy theories. Like that is not, that is not something where like, I can like, I can't see that side of the coin. I'm sorry. Like that is just like, I can't entertain that because like 
it's not rooted in anything. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Like if you're telling me that JFK is going to show up in Dallas, JFK Jr. is going to show up in Dallas to run in the next presidential campaign as a vice president. Like I, I can't like I, I can't like see that. Like I can't get there. Sorry. Like I, I love to try to see people's points of view. That's not one where like I can spend the time like sorry. Um, but like I understand that like I have very specific um, points of view. So let's let's take. Let's take the COVID-19 vaccine, for example. I have had conversations with friends who have young children who I understand when you have kids involved, like very young kids. Like yeah. this isn't just this isn't just with the COVID-19 vaccine, but it's, it's with anything. You talk to your doctors and you talk to your pediatricians and you want their input, you want their feedback. And even then you might go look at like, you know, other things online because you're not sure maybe you're concerned like should I be giving my child this this Tylenol um is Tylenol okay for kids should I be doing this it's the same thing that when people are like I give organic over this like it there's a lot that goes into like when it comes to children like what you are you know putting in your children's body and how does it change their development and all this I get that I don't have kids so this is a space where like I I listen to others on this. Like I listen to their perspective because they have more perspective than I do. So I have friends that have little kids and like, I appreciate their perspective. I appreciate hearing their concerns and understanding the things that go through their minds because I don't have that. So I try, it doesn't mean I'm always like perfect. Like I've had situations where like I, my gut reaction just be like, just get your kids vaccinated. But like, I understand that like listening to people and their concerns makes me a more well-rounded individual at least to like understand where somebody's concerns may be because then that helps me approach a conversation differently with them yes that's not conspiracy theory that is people just as parents going i have questions and i'm asking and here are the questions that i have and here's what i talk to my child's pediatrician about like i I appreciate that kind of conversation like I, i appreciate people who have um questions who seek input from experts like i think that kind of stuff is like share your knowledge with me then. Like, right. I, I want to know, but like in the case of, like I said, like this, if somebody were to meet, come to me and say like, I have an issue with people kneeling during the national anthem. I can't even like, like, again, to go back to, it, I can't even get to that, that part to like, listen to the concern of like the kneeling itself. When the first thing that you say is it's about, veterans when that's not what it is. And there have been so many veterans who've come forward and been like, I fight for, I fought for my country for the exact right that these people have now. Like I I have fought. So people have their freedom of speech and their freedom to protest and their freedom to like, I may not agree with like what they're like, I may not agree with it, but like, this is what I fought for. Mm -hmm. And that's the stuff where it's like, I don't like using people and things as pawns in bigger picture like in bigger well you're when it comes to that it's like you're driving a rhetoric that like the the person that you're trying to pull into this by by using them as the reasoning behind why you feel a certain way when the person that you're using behind the reasoning doesn't agree with what you're Mm -hmm. saying or what you say you're believing in um and that's where the political part of it comes in like 
people who use veterans, and I don't mean this in a dis- disrespectful way, but how I see it, people who use veterans as the excuse to believe something or drive a further rhetoric of their own without actually probably ever having a conversation um, <laughs> with a veteran, um, you're just politicizing it because to me, it's like almost like confirmation bias. Yes. Like you're using what you perceive to be as like your reasoning when that reasoning doesn't align with what you're trying to say. Like, just say that, like, I, no, I won't go there. I, no, I mean, you know? if, here's the thing is you can go find it. You can go find a veteran who agrees with you. It yes. is that confirmation yes. bias. Sure. You can go on yeah. the Internet and find anyone who agrees with you on any topic that you want. Yep. I would say like my big thing, and I, I, I understand to a degree, somebody could be listening to this and mean like, it kind of comes across as a little, like a little holier than now. And I promise you, that's not what I mean. I would just say like, if there's one challenge that I would give to anyone, and I challenge myself with this a lot too. And I will say, um, I'm not perfect at it, but conspiracy theories aside, like, <laughs> like, I'm not saying like, don't go, don't go like try to entertain things that are like legitimately just not real. Like yeah. that is, that is not a space that you need to go dive into because you're not going to win anything in those spaces. There are no winners in mm-hmm. that space. But I think for me, especially as I look at what has happened with lift every voice and seeing mm-hmm. the kneeling um, during a volleyball match that um created whatever and for the record it does not matter if he called her a piece of trash if he said stand in our house it does not matter it does not matter there is a lot of systemic racism misogyny everything wrapped up in the fact that somebody felt so comfortable in that moment yelling at a young black woman on a court in front of an entire arena of people and felt like there was no consequence that person did not get thrown out Mm. That person, from all I know, has not had their name like they have not been doxxed. Don't go dox this person. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like there's a very big difference of when I have seen um, other people stand up and say things and they literally like they get doxxed. They get um, I think of I think of a certain media outlet that when people speak about them and like the women who have and like just the amount of vile, um, terrible things. And so it's like, here's this person who yelled something whatever it was. And like, they're kind of walking away scotch-free on this. It's like, people don't agree with what you did, but no one's like essentially holding you accountable to the fact that like sportsmanship or not. So I just think like if, if you, and I think the bigger point in all of this is if you, if you have stuck with us this far into this episode, because this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode this week, not because this topic doesn't deserve a lot, but because we have talked about this a lot. And I think the bigger part is that when you come across something that maybe you don't understand. So you don't understand why um, this Maryland volleyball player chose to kneel during the national anthem. I'm going to tell you right now, she has shared exactly why she has all on her Twitter account. She has talked about it very openly. You can go read her thoughts and at least have perspective. There's nothing wrong with going and seeing what she had to say and learning from the person herself, giving her voice and her platform space in your life to understand why did she make the decision that she did? And if you walk away from that going, I still don't agree with it, that's fine. Um, But I would at least challenge you to ask yourself um, maybe why you don't agree with it and 
really dive into it. And if you find yourself getting caught up on maybe some of those same talking points that have gotten like, I'm just going to tell y'all. And I mean this, like, I'm not just talking about Fox News. I'm talking about CNN. There are a lot of cable news networks that feed a lot of stuff to you. And it's, it's important to understand what it is that you're consuming. And do you even actually agree with what you're consuming? Um, Because a lot of times the answers that you have are coming from the people themselves. So in her case, she has told you on Twitter Mm -hmm. exactly why she has made the decision to kneel during the national anthem instead of yelling about it and getting mad and going, leaving comments about how perfect the Nebraska volleyball team is. Maybe go spend some time with that. Maybe go spend some time with what Lawrence Stiverns has talked about. Maybe go spend some time with the fact that Nebraska has held a rally for police brutality and athletes like Ben Stilley, who is from small town Nebraska, was there to speak on his experiences in a locker room and his, his journey as an ally. And when, when athletes of color speak, listen, Yep. because you may not, you don't have their experience. And so like we've talked about when listening to women, listen to women when they share their experience. Like I've had people, when I say like the amount of comments I get made about what I'm wearing, who try to tell me that I'm wrong. Oh, you, well, you don't know your, this is a literal experience I've had. This is my point is like, yeah, just listen to people and spend some time with that. And if your first reaction is to get really defensive because you're just so mad about the action maybe stop for a second and ask yourself, like, do I fully understand the bigger picture here? And, and why, and why do you feel like if you do have a reaction, a negative one to, to what someone is telling you their experience is, why do you not believe them? Mm -hmm. These are those things where like, you know, I'm going to really encourage you all right now. This is, this is an episode from 2020, but if you can go back and find it, we spoke with Drake Keeler and I'm so fortunate to have him on the Hill varsity staff as an intern this, this year. Um, We had him on the podcast. He was also on the varsity club podcast, but we spoke about a lot of these things. And I really encourage you to go seek out that episode and listen to it because I really appreciate when I have the opportunity. So here's, here's what I will leave on my end, at least with. When I sat down and spoke with him about this recently, because I wanted his perspective, because I I have mine. So I had seen a tweet from him where he's like, you know, I'm going to leave this strong cook quote alone for right now. But that's like a thing for another day. I wanted to know, like, what were your concerns with it? And his big thing was like, it just feels like people are wrapping this whole incident up into sportsmanship. Yeah. And even some of Cook's quote kind of just fell back on sportsmanship. Whether he intended for that or not. Mm-hmm. Now, other Nebraska coaches stepped up and tweeted things that were much more condemning of the the actions and behavior of the fans and basically said, don't agree with that. Yeah. But I appreciated that because he he helped me see because I was sitting there really hyper focused on that one last sentence and like what that meant. And he was like, well, the whole statement itself at the end of the day still felt very like good sportsmanship isn't like this. And he's like, sure, sportsmanship is wrapped up in this. Um, but it's way bigger than that. It's it's more than just sportsmanship. It it really dives into a lot of these conversations that we've been having. And this is my point about listening to people who have experiences that you don't, because Drake has a very different life experience than I do. And hearing his perspective was very um, helpful for me as I process. And my job at that point is not to then go speak over him. Yep. My job was just to like hear him. And I told him, I'm like, I really appreciated you saying it exactly as you did, because I feel like I have a different perspective than I walked into this conversation with. And that, that is, I think my biggest point here is just being willing to listen to people who have experiences that you don't. Now 
I understand like if a, if a veteran comes to me and is like, I want to have this conversation. Okay. I, I should have the ability to listen to somebody too. But like I said, I've talked and I've heard from, and I've seen on social media, different veterans speak. And I, I think we're cherry picking sometimes when we yeah. go find one person who says like, I don't agree with all of them because it's like, why are we ignoring all of the people who say I did this, this thing. So people have this right. Like that's the stuff where it's like confirmation bias can be had just about anywhere. But when a lot of people are saying, this is my experience, this is what I've had. Why are we choosing to ignore it? I don't understand that. I don't understand it either. Like at all. Uh, I just, every time we talk about these, I just want everyone to know, I never feel like I do a great job. Um, so as always, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. I want to continue having it. Like I, I, I have had some of these episodes where I feel like I stumble through what I'm thinking and what I'm trying to say. And then I come back later and like, I could have felt said this differently, or I could have like, I could have offered this up differently, but here's the thing. Don't be afraid to have conversations and to make mistakes because the thing that is worse is not having the conversations at all. So like go out into the world this next week. One, always spread kindness. We're like really big on spreading <laughs> kindness, but two, like listen to people. And if you have a conversation and you walk away from it and you're like, dang, I wish I could have like conveyed that differently next time you will. Right. Like, we don't grow until we actually are willing to have real conversations where we listen to people and we're willing to step outside of our comfort zones. Um, we can't evolve without having conversations. Um, and, and by conversations that doesn't conversations don't always include you talking mm -hmm. conversations are also a lot of listening. Um, not like not having something else to say, um, mm -hmm. not thinking about the next thing you could offer to the conversation. Um, sometimes and we say it a lot on this podcast, but actively listening to somebody else when they are telling you your, their, their experience mm -hmm. sometimes is just listening to what they have to say. I'm going to tell you really quick, everyone. I was just saying this to Sasha before we started recording. As we start to plan for 2022, we're definitely going to create more of a like regular calendar for this podcast because I think there are areas where we do need to bring in outside voices to talk through a lot of, um, these, these, these questions and these, um, these realities that like, we are not maybe the most equipped to. And I want to have those conversations with people who are far, um, smarter, um, have just way more, um, experience and knowledge and life that they can bring to this. So like, if there are ever anyone that you're like, Hey, it would be amazing if you could talk to this person, yeah. um, please let us know. We'd love to hear it. You can always send us suggestions, thoughts, comments to, um, mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com. You can also tweet at us at Aaron Sorensen and at Sasha 72. Again, we'd love to hear suggestions. We are going to like come up with like a plan. Cause I, I think that's the one thing that like, I would love to also bring is more voices because we talk about that a lot. So we're, we're going to take our own, we're going to take our own feedback here and we're going to make sure that we bring those voices in because I'm, I'm a white woman who grew up um, in a, in a pretty like, I, I just, I had a lot of privilege. So for yeah. me, I can, I can, my limitations are there as far as what I can speak about. I can only speak to what I have like listened and learned from others. So that's why it's like, instead of hearing us speak about it, we'll bring in, we'll bring in other people and that'll be a 2022 goal for us, but go out this week and listen to people. And if you find yourself challenged on something, 
have a, have a, have a moment to ask yourself why. Amen. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, as always, um, this, this like just flew by. I was telling Sasha because we're like almost the end of football season. And then like, we're going to really read kind of like group on a lot of things with this podcast, but please reach out mind your own podcast at hailvarsity.com at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha 72. Um, we will be back next week with more. Um, who knows what the world of sports will throw to us in the next week. Uh, mm. But the thing that I've learned is when we say we're going to stick to sports, uh, we do. Surprisingly, um, all of this is sports. Uh, just yeah. for the record, sports is not just simply dribbling a ball on a court. It is much more than that. Mm. And I will not apologize for talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we will well, re- We'll be back next week. Um, thank you guys as always for listening. And uh We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Have a good week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.